Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You're listening to Comedy Central. JG? Yes? You're making a face. Take your neck out there. Uh Uh-huh. Because I'm worried about you. Huh? Now hiring an Arby's manager. (gasps) Oh, no. In a Birmingham suburb. <laughs> has been fired and arrested after throwing hot grease on a customer. What? Through the drive-through window. Mm-hmm. Ooh, be safe, JG. I'm very blessed from an employment standpoint right now, but I have thought about baiting a fast food worker into punching me as a retirement plan. That's, That's hilarious. That is not. A I wouldn't press charges. Plan. Shit, you don't know what they be paying for them shit. No. But you know that means you got to go into like a major one, right? Like you got to go like a McDonald's or 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 a Burger yeah, King. Arby's you gotta, ain't, Arby's Arby's ain't, ain't going to pay trouble. you. Nah, they ain't, ain't going to do that. They going to You can't, you can't, get, hit, you can't get punched by somebody with a fruit no. truck. No. I would, you telling me, JG, if times got hard, you wouldn't just walk into a fast food spot and just start shit till they hit you with that grease? No. Oh, my gosh, No. You got on clothes. It's not like a direct. Wear long sleeves. No. Like, like on the hip. Like not like in your face, but like on the hip. No. Some body part nobody would see until they care about you. Like no. by the blade. time a motherfucker Back see blade. exactly. Back by the time somebody see your shoulder skin, y'all together. <laughs> yeah, they ain't worried about it like that. Well, actually, I like to wear backless things, but no. Is the answer. That's perfect. Even better. Look, grease on the back for $800,000. Shit. All right, man, let me go to Arby's right now. Mm. I, you, shit. No. You crazy. <laughs> you crazy. No. If I got in a pinch, I would 1,000% go into a fast food spot and pick a fight and let them punch me. And you, then just collect my money. You no. can't do it old school where you used to go in and let the ice cream machine drip and then you slip on the jump. You know what I'm saying? Then you fall out. Yeah, get the grease, baby. Now, yeah, now you, you gotta get, get sizzle, the grease. Baby. I'm filthy rich with lots of money Cause I got hit with that hot gray my name is Roy. This is my job fair. I'm disappointed in you, Jack. Huh? Wouldn't take a little grease. Wouldn't take a little grease to get a little bit of money there. No, I want the curly fries. The curly fries are delicious. 
you're you're always a woman that's talking about you know Roth IRAs and investing and building wealth, but you won't take a little hot grease on a part of your body that nobody would see. No, grease ain't number three fifty. It ain't gonna kill you. It ain't it's gonna, gonna kill leave you. a mark. No, it might sting a bit. No, now it's gonna be a story to tell when you take your shirt off when you're with a dude, but mm. it ain't gonna kill you. No. What's going on with your shoulder? I normally don't show this to nobody. <laughs> Not sound I was like in that. that. I, you will if you were some dude you like. Mm-hmm. I was in there some beef and cheddars, and for no reason that man just and he threw it, and my back was out, so I turned my back to him real fast. Next thing you know, splash. No, mm. it's alright, girl. I'm okay with your Arby scars. Oh. You still beautiful. <laughs> your Arby scars. That's, that's what dudes. That's what that's how men sound, Ralph. When you see some girl show you some body part to freak you out, you gotta act like you don't oh. care because you still want to get something. I'm about to say you act like you don't care. You just act like you never saw it at all. It it's okay matter, that one of your toes is pointing the opposite direction of your other toes. No. At least your, both of your eyes go straight, baby. You just gotta take the good with the bad. That's all. That's all. I'm on the road for a couple of dates. Yes. So you should take the team with dare you. Dare I use this? I can't take all of y'all to Hawaii. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hawaii. How about Hawaii you just take already us? Said, don't take us to nowhere else. Just take us to Hawaii. The Hawaii Tourism Board said that they didn't want all you motherfuckers in there coughing on their pineapples. So. We can only come a little bit at a time. What if I promise to leave their pineapples alone and just search for <laughs> Willie Nelson? I'm not going to bore you with all the dates. Just go to RoyWoodJr.com. What do you mean you're going to bore us? We just found out about the damn every, dates. No, what are the dates, Roy? Podcast, podcast, like, comedians are get on a podcast and read 30 fucking cities. I'm not going to read all these months and weeks. But you it's just said Vancouver. it was three. So just what are the Van- three? Okay, wait, it's four. All right, <laughs> Vancouver... Pittsburgh, yes. Detroit, and Honolulu, Hawaii. Yeah. So those are the four places I'll be between now and August. I'm not really working the road this year, but it's worth mentioning those four because I think, you know, people will have a good time. Uh, it's time now for Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Rod, you're early again. What's up? Rod, you're the perfect person yeah. to have on for this, uh, for this CMO. Welcome aboard a little early. Comedy's a hard job. It's a very difficult occupation. It is the only form of entertainment, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, third, that is rehearsed and polished and perfected in front of the consumer. Uh-huh. Fair. But there was a video of T.I. getting booed at the Barclays Center up there in New York City. We all know Brother Clifford uh, Harris has pivoted into the uh, world of stand-up comedy after multiple mm-hmm. Grammys. And look at Jacqueline shifting in her seat. That's your one, mm-hmm. huh? Now, I'm not here as a comedian to go back and forth about another nigga's jokes and what an audience decided they wanted to hear on that particular evening. Comedy, mm-hmm. that's the game. But what I am happy that I saw mm-hmm. was after he got booed, was that brother right back on that motherfucking stage somewhere else getting some stage time? And that's Respect. the job. Yeah. Respect. Period, point blank. Anytime some new motherfucker who was famous doing some other shit come do comedy, I'm leery. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, 
I feel like there's more than enough stage time for mm-hmm. everybody. And you're going to have plenty of time to learn this or walk mm-hmm. away from it. You know, Anthony Anderson came and did stand up for a quick minute. That's something a lot of people don't know. Um, he came in the game the right way and hosted and did mics. And because he was popular, of course, he got put on bigger shows way sooner than you could argue he should have been. But that's the power of celebrity. And at the end of the day, you're trying to sell a ticket. Bruh man from the fifth floor. Here's a deep cut third. Reginald Ballard. Reggie Ballard. Was not a stand-up comedian until after Martin ended. Mm-hmm. See, that's an age-old trick that a lot of people don't know about. But at like most comedy clubs, they don't really give a fuck about comedy. And neither does their clientele. Their audience is mostly made of people who just go people they, they saw on TV 10, 12, 15 years ago. So when your show yeah. goes off the yeah. air in Hollywood, your ass can start doing tour. stand-up comedy. Going tour. Immediately. Yeah, but you and can run with it. I would argue it's harder to learn the craft when everybody is looking at you. Everybody's yeah. expecting you to fail. And of course, there's been issues with T.I. There's reports on from the comedy side, and this ain't nothing that's out in the world, but they say the brother runs the light. I know him and Godfrey got into it for a quick minute. They've squashed that, so I'm not here to stir that back up. There's Mm-mm. certain protocols and rules of the way you do the craft that T.I. is still learning, and he's mm-hmm. crossed some lines, but he got checked, and he's worked it out. Same mm-hmm. thing with the girl. He cussed out um, a woman comic in Atlanta, Excuse and they me. got into it. Yeah, oh, they got cussed into out. it. They got into it while she was on stage. They got into yep. it. Yep, yep. But, they, but hang on, J.G., they worked it out. It's squash. It's there. Every time he stepped over a line, as far as I can see, the niggas square mm-hmm. up and make it right. Yo, so I can I can say a lot of bad things, I guess, on observation about T.I., but the one thing that I damn sure can say is that once dude has been confronted about something, if he's in the wrong, he will he does the right shit. Like, he, like he, acts, he, he does the right shit. Like, I can't even front about that. Like, he, he's good for, like, all right, I fucked up. Now, what can I do to make it right? Like, like T.I. is a certified street legend yeah, and a certified up. rap legend. The man has been doing this for over 20 straight years. T.I. is supposed to right now have enough money to spend his downtime hanging on a yacht off the coast of Spain filled with models. Why he is abusing okay. himself at open mics <laughs> is a thing what? that suggests to me that my man is out of money. Because it makes no sense. The man does not have to do this. So I want to know why he's doing this. I don't have a problem with it. I just I want to know agree. what he's thinking. It's it will be like if Ralph just decided he's getting out of the radio business, he's going to make it his business to at least make the practice squad of an NFL team. And it's just like, where the fuck, where the fuck is Point this blank. coming from? Why are you playing for the Jets? And his. that's what we celebrate. There we go. That's what we celebrate. We celebrate the pivot. Yes. So for getting booed, and in spite of all of this stress, you still walk your ass into the most random motherfucking places with a microphone and get back on that stage knowing that you are under mm. twice the scrutiny of any other new comedian for that. Mm. And I know y'all, I know it ain't unanimous today. I don't know why not. But for that, Clifford T.I. Because Ralph and I don't want to fuck T.I. Most outstanding employee of the year. I don't want 
Most outstanding employee. Not at all. He is not my type. <laughs> T.I. ain't on your list, J.G.? You oh, was no. moving around when I said his name. I I've just been, love I've been reading these books Urban about Legend. it. Urban Legend is mm, the best. It's still in my CD Ain't that player. album like 25 years old? Yeah, what's your mm, point? That's back when Jacqueline was dating <laughs> Dope Boy. <laughs> facts. That was in my Say early less. 20s, Roy. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell Jacqueline. Ooh, he let me hold his gun. But go ahead. <laughs> no, what interests me in my early 20s about Dope Boys was the hustle and the flipping of the money. I am always very interested in so people So the business who are side under- of it. Yeah, man. She was a drug mule. Nope, not at all. Say. Not at all. Did you, know, did you know going into it that he was a Dope Boy or was you just over at his house one day and you saw a scale and you saw the bags? No, I knew, but I didn't know to that magnitude. So you didn't know he so he was moving weight. You oh, know she how can't even talk about Jacqueline that got quiet as fuck. This nigga got real quiet. Still. You can do some weird Scam stuff week, with Tom. cars, but go ahead. Yeah, I remember when Roy was mm. gonna build a one piece by fucking piece. <laughs> <laughs> mm, talk about it. Piece by piece. Oh, you talking about when I was gonna order a um a Mercedes Benz off stolen yeah, credit card? Like, like a model, mm-hmm. like a toy piece car. He's gonna be able to full size six hundred Benz <laughs> from scratch. For the people who don't know the story, bug headlights I, and everything. Yeah, I get to see him ordering piece by piece air filter. When I was nineteen and I got them stolen credit cards, I got it in my head to just call Mercedes and order an M class door by door. <laughs> And I was gonna put it together in the parking lot of the dorm. I don't understand why that humor is so much right. It's so funny. This shit is hilarious. I don't understand why. Like that's a solid. Like it made perfect sense. Like you have to understand at nineteen, you're thinking, all right, I'll just call AutoZone. Hey, let me get a fucking dashboard. Nobody's ever thought that. Nobody at it all. It sounds less like you were fucking no trapped in stolen credit cards and more like you were a crackhead. That is a crackhead thought. I can just order to keep the fans off me. I can one more just axle. Order. And I can just go on the Mercedes website. Okay. And just everything that makes that okay. car, just order it piece by piece and just build it from the ground. Okay, right. So, so riddle me this. If I were an authorized Mercedes-Benz mm-hmm. repair dealership, how would I be getting parts from Mercedes? I would be calling Mercedes and go, hey, I'm Roy from Roy's mm-hmm. Mercedes Repair. I need a back mm-hmm. left door. Can you please send me one? Yes. And then I charge the car owner for the part mm-hmm. or the insurance company, and the part yes. is shipped to me. Yes. Yes or no? Okay, so if niggas are shipping car parts to an auto shop, why can't they ship a Mercedes bumper to a fucking college dorm room and I go get a socket wrench set from fucking Sears and put the bitch together the between same class? Reason you can't just why is that? You can't, why is that illogical? Because putting a car together is more intricate than making homemade popsicles. And you can't just order a fucking compressor and a fucking gas tank and a gas line and a fucking radiator and a fan and put together a car with Why a fucking can't? screwdriver and a hammer in your fucking driveway. Not even in the driveway, young. A parking spot We've outside the door. We've been over this. 
That they makes it build even worse, cars right? with robots. <laughs> you can't just get you and two niggas to just drop no damn transmission and no car frame. <laughs> Yeah, there were two niggas from Dave trying to build a computer systems in those cars, and you just gonna put that bitch together like you fucking <laughs> activate the new it's cell Roy, phone. It's Roy, it's Roy and two dudes from Miami right, with Basquiat just, dreads trying to put together. Niggas out there with just a fucking frame. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Sorry, ain't shit. no, there ain't no instructions don't... don't come with the like the transmission to teach you like to take it out the box and drop that bitch in the car. <laughs> I had a goal. I set a goal for myself. I didn't achieve the goal. But why? Question, why y'all clowning? Did you get one me? part of that car? For dead, dead, <laughs> did you get one part of it? The problem is that I couldn't get a I couldn't get a credit card with a high enough <laughs> fucking build a ninety five thousand dollar car in the door parking spot. one thousand dollar limit just at a time just all parts all parts one thousand no dollar limit at a time <laughs> impressive oh I'm a cut it's so hard to cut that was the, that was the end game. he's dying laughing that was the end. I just see that half built motherfucker. Outside in the dorm parking lot with a sheet over it. <laughs> just like two wheels and a trunk. <laughs> I'm working. Restore the car. Restore the car. You can see that. Be, you know how hard it would be to rebuild a car that's already 50% put together from a junkyard and you was just going to go from an empty parking from scratch space and some tools. You was going to drop a 2001 yeah. M class in that motherfucker. <laughs> Worst than first time. Worst than so first time. You know, we don't even have time for Russian first now. We just, we, we got to go to the break. After the break, we'll let Rod break the ice. We are literally skipping a segment right now because Rod just wasted 10 minutes roasting me about my ambition. He cannot stop laughing. I just see that nigga out there. With this supercharged AMG compressor. <laughs> and he think that motherfucker got instructions as simple as insert tab A into tab B. <laughs> like it's a fucking Ikea end table. He's gonna put together a complicated Mercedes automobile. That's what with I just thought. a Phillips head screwdriver and a nigga holding a flashlight for him. <laughs> From Dairy Queen, I'm sorry. We get to you next week. Oh my God! After the break, cybersecurity with online job applications, and Rob will break the ice. Hopefully, he'll have his shit together by then. Job fair. We'll be right back.
And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Job fair, we still roll portion of the show brought to you by Leo Devlin's slightly used veneers and fillings. JG, we know that dental is pricey, but with Leo Devlin's fine used crowns that are recycled from cadavers, you have the opportunity. Where is she going to get them from, Jacqueline? Do people donate organs all the time, Jacqueline? Yes people or no? People donate organs all the time. I'm an organ donor. We have to just do a body month. Maybe just, we just do a month. We do dead bodies. We do teeth. We do hair. Oh. Do we have a, we have a stylist or a makeup woman in the inbox? Oh. Waiting. Can Maybe we do we menstrual cycles then? Because that's important. If we oh. do menstrual cycles, oh, if we do menstrual cycles, I got to bring back Dr. Janice Diaz. Cause she got a whole Why like stop period. Why is he making period. that face over there? Cause Rod's I'm... into it. He's got cause uh, she's got a whole, she's got a whole uh, stop period shame thing. We got to bring her back. She got a whole thing about stop we, period shame. We, we probably could do a whole body month because I know we need. I want to do the doulas again. I want to oh, check yeah. in on that Chicago doula from yeah. episode three. So yeah, oh. maybe we'll figure it out. But now, this is the part of the show where we drive things off the track. It's my pleasure to welcome on the show this brother, um, international gentleman of leisure. He is the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Pimping, where they are currently looking for their sixth first lady. He is the author of the New York Times bestselling book, How to Pull a Widow at Her Husband's Funeral. His mama named him Rado. We call him Rod for sure. It can be done, Jacqueline. Rod. 
Welcome hey. aboard. Now, you got some choice opinions about menstrual week. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're the right person to be on board for menstrual week, Rod, but... I am absolutely down. Go ahead and explain to us why this I'm absolutely down to participate in menstrual week. Uh, I am a period sex advocate. Um, I I am a period advocate. I think, uh, you know, men need to get over their cringy bullshit. Uh, A woman's period is natural. Uh, It's not gross. It's a thing that happens. It's a thing that has to happen. And I think it should should be celebrated more. We need to get period talk. Celebrated. We need period talk out in the open. And we need more people having Mm -hmm. period sex. You lost me at the I'm, 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 right, I'm with him right over to that, that last. You never pulled a tampon out part. with your teeth, man. Woo! I, I, I do. Ooh. <laughs> it's like. I'm going to throw up. It's Rod will land the plane perfectly with a beautiful statement that uplifts women and it's pro feminism. And then you will just slide right off the runway. Yes. What, 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 what did I do? You, like you land the plane and then you're like them planes in Chicago. Like is it is it midway where they all the midway. ice they bounce they, back they, up? They, they, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna feel no shame. I, ladies, I love you. Period. And I am down to have sex with you while you're on your period, both oral and otherwise. Oh my gosh, no. I'm gonna mute myself. I don't. And the barbecue grill is lit. We bring Rod on this program to give you topics to break the ice with your coworkers so that you can have some chit chat with them and make it through the day without having to ask them about goofy shit about their life that you don't want to hear about. So I'll turn it over to you, Rod. You have something non menstrual related. Today I've got a I've got a little bit of, of, of bad news, maybe even sad news for black people and white people of all races. And that is that according to hip hop super producer D Dot Omen, uh, Andre 3000 has officially retired from rap. We no. will not Stop. be no, no, hearing no, 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 any more no. verses. No. I ain't hearing From it. From Andre no. 3000. No. Don't know if it's no. true. I ain't hearing it. Nobody said it but D Dot, no. but he's a very no. much a hip hop insider. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. D Dot is extremely inside. Like, there. if D Dot reported that, he probably heard that literally from right, Andre like first hand in the shit. studio. But yeah, according to D Dot, I walked through the Atlanta airport looking for Andre 3000. If I have extra I time, I go to the international end all the way to the end and walk all the way back to A looking for this man. That's weird. You want to find Andre 3000. Yeah, Come to New York, go down in the West Village. You just be walking around. Yeah, I was about flute. to say, <laughs> the last time I saw him, I ran him. into him in okay. Austin, Texas, uh, walking around 6th Street in the middle of the night. He was right. He was by himself walking around playing the fucking flute. It was like 1, it was like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't want to crowd him or anything. I just want to see him in person. I think there's an aura or something there. And I just want to see him in person. I think Andre 3000 is to music what uh, David Allen Greer and Tommy Davidson are to comedy. I don't think we got enough of Andre 3000 in his prime 
to sustain us. Like if he would, like when Jay Z said he was retiring, we were fine with that because we'd experienced like twelve fucking Jay Z albums, decades of yeah. material. We've got like four or five Outkast albums, and then Andre has been doing guest verses for people for the last twenty years, almost literally. We don't have enough from it. This is like Bo Jackson, like. We didn't get everything we could have gotten from. Yeah. But we would have hoped to get I can't hear this. I can't hear this. I can't Bo Jackson. Jackson only played in the NFL saying, for like three, four years. But I'm saying it will always, his catalog, Andre 3000's catalog remains his catalog, but there's always an air of what if. His last like song Bo can't Jackson. be a missing track. We literally had 20 right? years of no Andre 3000 music. Just him doing guest verses. And flute cameos at gas Yeah, that's it. I'm coming Setting the mood for niggas buying them roses because he think they get them for a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a real nice ambiance you got going for this crack party, my nigga. <laughs> Are you still talking about the crack roses from last week? Federal crack roses at that, bro. Federal crack roses. Keep it federal, baby. Flip it up, Rod. What else is going on? That's one, man. There's, Damn, that's there's nothing man. else going on. There's nothing else for anybody just, to think about or care about. We need to know if this is true. Black people and honestly, white people love Andre 3000. Right, white people. White people are gonna be upset that the dude that made Hey yeah. uh, and I'm sorry, Miss Jackson ain't making yeah, that's, another that's song. That's white people. But absolutely Andre forgetting 3, all the dope verses that this man has given to us with, throughout his entire career. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your. But you know what's heart funny? Heart white people who were into Outkast before Stank on You and that really love hip hop all prefer Big Boy to Andre. They recognize Andre's See, talent, but they all think that Big Boy is the better I, MC. I, the way somebody put it to me, the way somebody put it to me, and I stopped having this argument about Big Boy or Andre in terms of lyricism and realness and who's more important to the group. What's more important to a grilled cheese sandwich, the bread or the cheese? Oh. And it's such oh. a. They are inseparable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, wait, I have a question, Roy. If you could only invite one of them to your party, who would you invite? Oh, that's unfair. That's a great fucking that question. That's a good one, that's Jackson. Unfair. That's unfair. Mm, that's if unfair. you could unfair. only invite one, it's one night only. It's the party of I the have year. To, I have to invite 3,000, but then I feel like 3,000 ain't going to talk to me. <laughs> you just got to say but you got the beanie Appreciate on and the everything. <laughs> can I come? <laughs> Excuse me. Andre, can I, can I talk to you? Nah, man, I'm just not. <laughs> fucker, I invited you to the park. I so? took Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> off the list for you. Oh, that's disrespectful. Sorry, Mr. Jackson. Oh, no. <laughs> you took, you, wow. <laughs> wow. I, I, mm. this, this is a tough one, man. I think it's a sad day for music for music history and the music future. I would like him to leave. If he's going to leave, can we just get one proper solo album? You can't do that 
to him though. Just a proper solo album. I would just really. I'm in agreement with you. Band. I want it, but you can't. Do I don't that want. To I don't want him to go out like this, man. I don't want us to be. Go out like what? I don't, on top. I don't. Not not on top. As as he he's been top. gone for twenty he years. Is. I would like to see him but just maybe. drop one more album. And then I, I can, it'll make up for the last 20 years of zero albums from him. That's making up. Only if shit. the album's good. If the album's trash, then be like, man, that motherfucker fell off. He should have stayed. Nobody would ever through. think that about him. His skill set hasn't diminished because he hasn't flopped. He hasn't moved to something else. We've got 20 years to And then you say for. people drop albums. Then you saying people drop an album saying you fell off. Real talk, Big Boy didn't drop, what, yeah, six albums, like, five albums in the time that, that Andre has dropped none? And people keep saying he done fell off yeah. and fell back on. He's dropped four or five yeah, excellent albums. It doesn't albums have to nobody be. Gives I don't want two that old ass thing, It's not fair. I don't, I don't want an outcast album. Mm -mm. What he did with mm -hmm. Big Boy is what he did with Big Boy, where they were in their lives. That's fine. But I would like to hear the last thing he has to say about music sonically. I don't want it to be and an you interview. Heard it 20 years ago. I would just like to hear you him. I don't want it. I don't I want, want it to be to like fight last, where somebody's putting an the album last together possibly. You know what I'm saying? Creativity with his music. I want to hear that before he goes. He might not feel that way, Rob. I'm not talking to Andre 3000 right now. So I I know <laughs> that he might not I know him. he might not feel that way. I'm just talking about what I want. The podcast is Uncle Rod Story. Cheese and Holly. You can get it no. over you. <laughs> you know Jacqueline loves cheese. I, I do love cheese. You know she just eats slices of mm. cheese like potato chips. I like different I like types cheese. of cheese. So cheese, okra, and whole catfish. That's, that's how I that's do how I do get her. No. Hard fried catfish. Cat, a catfish pole. Fried boy. hard catfish. <laughs> Covered with, with cheese. Fried hard. No, no cheese. With cheese and okra on no. the sandwich. No, no that's You don't put cheese on catfish. She yours. Yes, the hell you don't. No, you do mean? not. Well, you touch. Okay, wait a minute. Y'all eating cheese on fish out this grits. motherfucker? Lord have mercy. Oh, here come I the filet of fish slam. <laughs> we ain't got time for that. Oh, wow. We'd have time. Scam of the week time. Now, remember Jacqueline way back when last year? I don't know if it was episode three. Might have been episode 20. I don't fucking remember. We've done a lot of episodes. Yeah. And we talked about, someone had emailed us and said that scammers, like one of these scams now is people pretending to be job recruiters. Mm. And there's this weird cyber stalking element fish for your information type thing going on where people set up fake job offer and whatever it was it was beyond my knowledge and expertise and i said man sooner or later we're gonna have to get a computer person on here to know about this computer shit because i don't know enough about computers to even dig into this shit and finally we have adam levin he is a consumer affairs advocate and a serial entrepreneur with more than 50 years of experience in cybersecurity privacy, identity theft, fraud, and personal finance. He previously served as the director of the New Jersey Division of Consumer Affairs. Currently, Adam is the co-host of the podcast, What the Hack, with Adam Levin. Today, he'll be talking with us about job recruiting scams. Adam, yes, welcome sir. aboard the job fair. I'm always interested in people like you who take on the task of educating and protecting the public from the evil doers that are out there. Cause you could be 
using your powers for evil. You can be out there scamming. Yeah. That's true. Because if you know how to stop the scam, that means you know how to do the scam. I, I could mm. be actually hacking you right now. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hey, hold up, man. <laughs> hey, man. I don't know. I don't know. You can play with us like that, home. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and I'm not even a right. so you, You're safe with me. You're safe. All right. You sure? <laughs> like, what drove you into this field, and why cybersecurity? Well, first of all, I started in, in politics many years ago. I went to law school. I ran in a, a, a race for the U.S. Congress when I was 24 and a half. Really. Uh, took over consumer affairs when I was about 27 in New Jersey, uh, did a little real estate development, started another company called credit.com, uh, which was, which was, that was me. That was one of the wow. first online, we weren't credit karma, would it like to have been, but credit.com, we started, we started yeah. so early that back in 1994, we were able to swap a hard drive that cost $1,800 for the domain credit.com. Uh, wow! And then in you know you know a website or you know a website oh when it's on, it's just one word. That's yeah, right. You can find me on shoes. <laughs> if you could get yet. a you could and and the funny thing is we originally started we wanted to do a a, a, a infomercial with a book, and about a year into the filming of the infomercial where you get a lot of people to tell you how great your book is before they ever read it, uh, and uh, my operating partner comes to me and he goes, hey listen. This forget this infomercial stuff. It's too expensive. Takes too long. You got to sound like a used car salesman. Credit's very sensitive. You don't want to sound like a used car salesman. There's this new thing called the internet. I think it may work. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "I got this domain for swapping a hard drive for it." And then a couple of years later, we bought the domain mortgage.com for not a lot of money. Flipped it about three years later for a lot of money. Use that to nice. develop credit.com. Okay. Uh, and then in, oh. in 2003, folks came to me and said, we're a legal services company, but they're not any of the famous ones you heard about. And they said, we want to make a bid on a credit card portfolio for a really big company, but our bid's going to be too high. But if we could add an identity theft services component to it, we could probably justify our bid. You're in the credit world. You understand a little bit about this identity theft stuff. See if you can find us, either you guys or somebody else, that could, could do this for us. So my partners at the time went out. They looked around. They came back there for three months. They said, nobody does it right. Everybody made it an extra revenue stream, but nobody knows how to put people back together again after mm. they become victims of identity theft, which is a terrible crime so we started a company called identity theft 911 back in 2003 so that that that's kind of how i got here so adam you know you've you've done everything in your career up until this point and you even gave the game away in a book titled swiped how to protect yourself in a world full of scammers fishers and identity thieves let's bring this into employment i have two questions for you with regards to cybersecurity and employment right help me understand how you can get scammed by just applying for a fucking job hmm. like, like as a scammer what is the advantage like i understand most spam click here to win a gajillion billion Oh, I'm a Nigerian. You had this a million Marry dollars. Me. I want to That's give you. Mm -hmm. 
but what is, hey, man, you're qualified for this job. Click here and you can get a job. How, hmm. do, how have scammers, how have, how have cyber scammers set this up as a place to prey on people? Hmm. Well, again, they'll, they'll set up fake job sites. They'll set up fake companies sometimes in order to get people to apply. And, of course, during COVID, when people were really suffering through all of this and hmm. companies closed down or they laid people off temporarily. So people yeah. were looking for second jobs. So they would be drawn to different websites that looked like they were the real deal. They would even, in some cases, have interviews with people that would look and sound real, but the whole goal was either to get their personal identifiable information, especially their social security number. What do you need to do ultimately if you're close to getting a job? You give people your social security number. They ask for it. They're entitled to it. But what happens is some of these sites ask for it way too early. It's like, hey, you want a job? Give us your social security number. Um, And they have all kinds of fake jobs like uh, you can be a secret shopper, uh, but you have to pay us a fee in order for you to be a secret shopper. We'll even send you a check, which we then want you to put in your bank account and then wire us back the difference between your fee and, and the overage. We had another uh, person on our show uh, who wait, was... Wait, hang on, hang on, just just so I can follow. Whoa. Yeah. If I wire that money back, have I exposed my checking account to the recipient of the wire? Well, Is you, that why I shouldn't do that? Well, you wire fraud. Is it just like check fraud shit? It's, yeah, it's, it, just... it's not only wire fraud, you're absolutely right. But the second thing is, what they sent you, the check was fake. Was fake. There was, there was none, no money in that account. So what happens is yeah. you get the check, you deposit oh, it, you wire sorry. the money, and then your bank calls you two days later and goes, uh, excuse Come me, but it's a ghost deposit. where's the money? It's a ghost deposit. Yeah. Okay. So then if I'm someone that is applying for a job right, and it's remote, yep. and a lot of work is remote now, Adam, Yep. how am I able to discern when it's time to do the paperwork? And I've met I've met three, four motherfuckers in the Zoom squares, and you'd be a great addition to the team. We'd mm-hmm. love to welcome aboard. When is the right time to send that? Or do I just straight? I know some comedians now, and a lot of actors too, who straight up don't even put their social security number on paperwork anymore. They're like, you don't need it until they, this, it, this, and this, or send it to my accountant. So how am I able to vet a remote job on monster.com or fucking whatever job with indeed or wherever the fuck. Yep. How am I able to properly know that that is a real person that I'm talking to? Mm. Well, you know, first of all, you know, sites like indeed or LinkedIn or, uh, um, uh, you know, those kinds of sites, they have extra layers of security. But Mm. first thing is I always like to say, if you don't want remorse, go to the source, which means it's very nice that there's a listing on Indeed or on LinkedIn. Go to the real company website. Confirm independently this is a real company. They got a real website. They have real contact information. And then it will say we're hiring. And then look at the different categories that they're really hiring and then see if the description of what the company says it's doing matches the description of what this thing says the company's doing on a third-party site or a job site. Another thing that you can do is just like you get a burner phone for 
all kinds of things that we know people use burner phones for. But Your if you're doing, expression. you can say drugs. They're not a sport. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're, not, okay. we're not big with any cartels okay. at all. We're good. So well, we do got an avocado good. guy for you though, if you need one, man. <laughs> That's all right, but that's your policy, right? No, no, no cartels no, allowed in this thing. No, right? no. But you get a you get a an account that is only used for your job applications, uh-huh. with information in it. I mean, real information. But at least you can track if something weird is going on. It's not affecting your main email account. Doesn't affect your phone number. Like you can get a Google phone number, uh, which will pass on to your real number but Mm-mm. at least it's a number that's different i can't do that adam i'm married i can't go get into oh. more extra ghost number and shit man my wife oh, ain't playing well. that shit she from jersey like, bro i can't do that like, man i, I appreciate well, actually, that advice bro but i can't do that man i ralph would rather deal with the scam yeah, no, straight you up. Can. Uh, you yeah. can because i will tell your wife mm. that you're also working on a cybersecurity project you need a special phone Right. Oh, nice. Adam, I huh? mess with you, bro. Nice. That's your invite I to the picnic your... right there, bro. You good with me? I, I got you. Well, we're Jersey guys. I yeah. got your back. Uh, when we, we did the book Swiped, and it, uh, you're operating in a world where breaches have become the third certainty in life. So you're going to get you're going to get hit. And the reality is the only reason why they may not have hit you so far is because they had so many people to choose from. They took them a while to get around to you. So, or it could be you clicked on the wrong link or opened the wrong attachment. But so we created a framework that would make people sort of feel more comfortable, make it more accessible in terms of how you protect yourself. And it's called the three M's. How do you minimize your risk of exposure, reduce your attackable surface? So the first M, minimize your risk of exposure. The second M, monitor. How do you monitor so you know you have a problem as fast as possible? And the third M is how do you manage the damage? So it's minimize, monitor, manage. And there are and it there are same for businesses as for consumers, maybe a little different twist, but as a consumer, first thing is password protocol. Do not use a dumb password like password or one, two, three, four, five, six. Also, even if you have a really good password, don't share it across your universe of passwords. I be forgetting them passwords. I ain't got time to remember 47 different passwords. I got an answer for you. Get a password manager. They're good. There are a number of them that are very good, and they're so highly encrypted that if the password manager, the company, gets breached, they're so well encrypted, nobody can do anything with them anyway. Password manager will create, it will store your own passwords. But if you say to yourself, I'm never going to come up with R S dollar sign one F Z, whatever, then, you know, get a password manager. It can create passwords for you and they're multi-platform. If you get the ones you pay for, that means it will be good for your phone. It'll be good for your computer. It'll be good for your iPad. The game they play is look, we all have day jobs, whether you're, running a podcast, being on Comedy Central, doing all that kind of stuff, running a company, working for a company, raising a family, involved in philanthropy, getting an education. Those are, that's our day job. But to hackers, we are their day job. So mm. never forget that. 
it's so much. This is so much to take in, man. Mm-hmm. We thank you so, so much for coming on the job fair. So the podcast is What the Hack with Adam Levin. When we have you back, we've got to talk about VPNs. We didn't even have time to get into Ooh. it today, but we're going to have you back. Thank you very much for being on the job fair. After the break, we're going to get into the world of employment. It's job fair. We'll be right back. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Job there. We back in this thing. So this is part of the show where we know we settle into talking about employment. And an important part of employment is education. And we all know that finding a good education is the foundation to land in a better job, better salary. What's the statistic, JG? Was it like... 4.5%. If you have a college degree, you make 35% more money over your life. I don't remember the I don't know. Rhonda, he got somebody. I'm sounding stupid. Help me out. Find the numbers. Uh, but we have a brother on the line who has taken it upon himself to not only try to encourage the cheerings. Mm-hmm. Into the, I believe the cheering is our future. (laughs) Teach them well or they'll beat your ass. When you see them coming down the sidewalk, cross to the other side of the street. No, but wait a minute. Do you really believe that only a college education is what you need in this world? No, I don't believe that, but I do believe that college is also beneficial, not just from the educational side. College is dope because it's also an, an opportunity to learn social acclimation. Mm. College is the sneak preview of adulthood where you don't have the supervision of your folks mm-hmm. 
all the time. And so in that regard, I think it's cool. And I think it's dope to get kids curious about seeking a college education. JG, who's on the line? We have Brandon Miller, and he wants to talk about an HBCU summit coming up. And I think it's important that we share what HBCU means, because there are a lot of people out there that don't understand that as well. Historically, Black colleges and universities, it's a designation for about 105 schools out of the three or 4,000 that there are in the United States. And uh, it's important for HBCUs specifically uh, for our black and brown babies because uh, it's a place that's like home. So, like, you know, everybody on here, we, we kind of know personally what an HBCU can do. But um, this newer generation, you know, you get kind of inundated with the whatever PWI, predominantly white institution, mm. is near you. So out here, everybody wants to go to UCLA or USC. And, you know, you can get, you can go there and there's nothing wrong with those schools in and of themselves, but they're not going to feed you the way that a historically black college is. And, uh, you know, just the history behind them and, and the, the legacy that they have, it's important that we, we find new ways to engage the students and teach them about these institutions of higher learning. You're doing something that I thought, you know, is really, really dope. It's the HBCU Summit Series. Now, it's for one, it's one day. It's six hours. Now, I would assume because we got high school kids, this is virtual tours or like what's break break the whole thing down for me. So the the summit series is like the overall um, program that we do, and each program is usually broken into uh, multiple different uh, breakout rooms. So we do it virtually on Zoom, okay. and the uh, what happens is the the kids go just like they would in a physical fair where they would go to one booth and they would talk to the Howard representatives. And Howard would give them their deal, and then they go to the next booth in Tuskegee. And basically, yeah, it, it, they go to these different rooms um, as if they were at a in-person college fair, and it allows us to uh, kind of have a broader reach by doing it virtually. So our next event in May is the uh, Black Male Youth Summit, where we had last year we had about 750 young men nice. from across the country, all black young men, and we did That's different fire. workshops. Um, you know, we had one surviving a police encounter. You yes, know, sir. we, we, yes, we had one ba- balancing yes. academics and and and, uh, and athletics. We had mental health. We had you know finding your own voice. And so we have all these different workshops that you know are, are relevant to these young men today. Mm. But then we had them go in and start talking to these college recruiters. And you know, we're we're fortunate enough that we have. Um, live recruiters that come on. It's not just us playing okay. videos. Though. We have live recruiters that come on. Um, some of the schools are able to do acceptances on the spot, even virtually. Yeah. So we're getting kids wow. in the college on our event. That's what's up. Even when we do these presentations, uh, whether virtually or in person, we you know we explain that uh, historically black colleges just means that they were historically black. There are actually. I think two uh, HBCUs in West Virginia that are 90-something percent white. That's right. Because, That's right. And so, you know, uh, and so Bluefield State and I, I forget the other the other schools, but there's a couple of that are that are predominantly white. There are schools that have a large percentage. We have about, uh, overall, I think it's like 17 or 18 percent uh, white students that are in HBCUs across the, the 107. And so, I mean, like you said, it's, it, it's an opportunity to come into a space and, you know, kind of be to kind of learn from the other side of the fence where mm-hmm. K through 12 education across the board, as I'm a second grade teacher by trade, 
K through 12 education is skewed heavily white. So no regardless of if you go to a black school in the blackity black hood, 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 every book that you read is skewed toward white people. So mm-hmm. it is cool to be able to, to go to an HBCU and learn from a different perspective than the one that you've been kind of immersed in, in in your public uh, education system. How often do you find yourself having to help, let's call it dispel the myth? Back in the day when I was going to school, it was known that if you went to a black college, you might run across some technology issues. You might run across a couple of housing issues. It may not be as freely as it is at UVA, but now I see the kids are going and a lot of them, which I think is hilarious, are, are misinformed because they watch movies like Drumline or or these other things and they think that they're going to this black country club and it's like, eh. So how often do you find yourself dealing with that now with the kids? We we literally, every event we do, we have one of the breakout rooms called HBCU Miss and we do nothing but that the whole time. Like, oh, I can't get no financial aid. Yeah, you get it. It's just going to take a while. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they don't have any computers. Like, no, they got technology. You know, like, mm-hmm. we have some of the, the best technology centers and, you know, so on and so forth. Like, we, we have an entire workshop dedicated to nothing but dispelling the, the different myths that surround HBCUs, the good, the bad, the ugly. And a lot of time that inferiority is also a stereotype. They don't know that shit to be true one way or the other. Because um, I, I also find that sometimes, or at least my parent, my, I come from a household that, with three, four generations deep in black colleges. And my father would routinely get into arguments with people, black people, about sending their kids to an HBCU. They're like, we ain't got to do that no more. It ain't the 70s. We ain't got to send our kid to some black school. They ain't go to UCLA or, or whatever. And it's like, that ain't the point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. To be fair, Ralph, he had been marching and getting beat over the head for the right <laughs> to be in white spaces. So... <laughs> kind of wanted y'all to go in them white spaces he got beat over the head for. Facts. Can't argue that. That I understand. <laughs> like, I just got my ass whipped for you to go to UCLA. Right. And you telling me you going to go to Morehouse? You going to Morehouse? You, going to Morehouse? <laughs> you, could go, you could go to William & Mary. You know how much L no. I took to go to William & Mary? Ralph, no. sec- Ralph the second, I'm so sorry. So I know you listen to the show from time to time. I'm sorry, Ralph's dad. Go ahead, JG. He's going to write you a letter. Very few of the nation's K through 12 classrooms are led by black men. It's statistically noted that fewer than 7% of teachers are black and just 2% are black men. How in the world did you get into a classroom with second graders? As I got done with Howard and I started looking for something to do, I got a job as a, a, an instructional aide at an elementary school that a couple from my church worked uh, that uh, owned. And um, I started there and I said, you know what, I, I need to be doing this. And so hmm. uh, I went to school to, to get all the credentialing and everything. And I said, you know, I want to be somewhere with younger kids because they don't see a lot of black men in education as it is. Hmm. And they you know, True. for black boys specifically, mm-hmm. they start getting targeted at such a young age that if they yeah. don't have somebody that feeds into them early, mm. it's a wrap for them. By the time they get to fourth, fifth grade, they've already got them little labels in their report that says they're difficult mm. and they say that yes. they're troublemakers and that yes. follows them for the rest of their lives. So I felt like, you know, my, my way of giving back was to be able to go and, and teach these younger kids and feed into them and, and give them that, that love that only a black man can provide mm-hmm. in that way Absolutely. at Cross. an earlier age. 
again, I was been I was lucky because my mom went to an HBCU. She went to Tougaloo College in Mississippi, so I was kind of always in yeah. the HBCU mm-hmm. uh, phase. Um, but it, it really started with my wife. Uh, she's been doing HBCU tours for about 13 years now, uh, exactly for that reason, because she was from California as well. She knew that she knew about HBCUs because of her family, but she realized when she got back that there were so few. So she started with HBCU tours, and then this program was actually bred out of the pandemic, where if we can't do HBCU tours and we can't do in-person uh, HBCU fairs, how do we get the word out? And so it started mm-hmm. from just that idea. Like, so we wanted to make sure that there were there were different ways for them to become aware and for them to to know you know, about the viability of going there because, you know, although we have our Howards and our Morehouses and our Spellmans, those cost a lot of money. And some one of the myths that they have is that I can't afford to go to an HBCU because Howard costs fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. It was like, well, you know, there's schools like uh Paul Quinn College where you can go for four or five, six thousand dollars a year. I, I really appreciate what you're what you're doing. And spreading that love, you know, that's 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 pretty dope, man. And as long as we can, we're gonna keep it going. Um, like I said, the next event is uh, May 21st. We have a, a Black Male Youth Summit, which is going to be our all-boys summit. And, I mean, that, that's my favorite event of the year, you know, for obvious reasons. And so, you know, I'm glad that we have that. We do have our all-girls summit in the fall. And then we're just going to keep doing, pushing out as many events as we can. Brandon, where can they go for information on not just this summit in May, but anything else you all are doing? So all of our events are always posted on uh, HBCUSummitSeries.com. Um, there's a uh, place where you can uh, sign up to get the newsletter so you can know when each event's registration is opened up. Uh, you can get on our mailing list. We'll let you know about the I Am Black History box, the Black Male Youth box that we have also uh, that comes with the bow tie, handmade soap, the whole different thing. All of our events has in a box that you can upgrade and kind of get as part of it. And you can you can go on there and uh, HBCUSummitSeries.com has all our information, contact, and you can join our mailing. Well, thank you. So why did Mrs. Miller not join us? You know what? So the, the craziest thing is that we actually have a uh, an event that we're contracted out with the school to do uh, tomorrow. And so she's getting the stuff ready for that. So we're doing a smaller version a 10-week mentoring program for the uh, black male youth um, at a school out here in Los Angeles. So she's hey, man, you ain't got to explain all that uh, shit to tomorrow, Jacqueline. So Just tell her that. your wife busy. Shit. <laughs> he told everything. He just told us her goals. Jacqueline, <laughs> always make me. Tell me your wife's itinerary. Why she was <laughs> Yes. It's all love, Listen, I, I, saw, I, saw, I saw it as a way to put out there that we do also do personalized events for schools so that if they also wanted to go to HBCU Summer Series and have us bring the event specifically for their school, then we could do that as well. So yes. I had to let them know that that's the thing that we could do. She gave me a like it. You didn't even see yes, it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. When I'm out there west side, I'll oh. take you to In-N-Out Burger if that's your thing. Oh man, that, you know, because we know In and Out is the best burgers around. <laughs> Nasty. Can't, hey, that, don't be disrespecting that In and Out, man. That, that's the hey. Nasty. That's the show. Royce Job Fair is a product of iHeartMedia, Paramount, Comedy Central, and South Park and Princeton Productions. We'll do it again next week. This is the one. Learn about the opportunity to in our future. Don't wear Jordans because they'll snatch them off my feet. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now.